Thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit in this place. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your goodness and for the, Lord, the prophetic songs of love that you sang over us and to us through your servants, through your vessels. Lord, as we delve into the word, that you would truly help us, Holy Spirit, give us ears to hear and eyes to see into the things of God so that we would be better equipped, more inspired, and fruitful in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Praise God. You may be seated. Well, we have a, uh, we want to honor for a moment a, and celebrate a guest that is with us today. There's a few of them. But Marlene, would you please stand? Can we just thank God for Marlene, for Micah? Amen. Marlene is a servant of the Lord, truly anointed vessel of God, and uh, she's come back to New Jersey, and her and her husband pastored in this area for years. They've been in New York for, what, 14? Plus or minus? And uh, her husband went on to be at the Lord in January. Yeah. And you all stood, and we're going to... Listen, while we're here... um, James said something about religion. He said, pure and undefiled religion is helping widows and orphans in their times of trouble. Her and her husband had uh, purchased a home while he, when they were pastoring in Williamstown some time back. And, uh, of course, when being uh, relocated to New York, they had kept the house and it was rented. Well, the rentors had moved out, and they did a lot of breach on their contract. They had uh, several dogs, and uh, the house has pretty much been ravaged and not really cared for. So she has come back down, and they need, she needs help. Amen with the house. So we need manpower and possibly some woman, I mean, woman power. Women are powerful. Whoa, man. But we need some masculine guys. Guys, we need some muscle. Now, girls, I'm not saying you don't have muscle. But, guys, we, uh, please see me afterwards. And I'm going to go down and praise what's got to get done there. Uh, and, we'll, and then we'll, we'll, we just need to rally. Amen? Sarah's been down there with her family and uh, uh, supportive. And uh, she's part of our family. Amen? When one hurts, we all hurt. So we need to... Uh, Make this a joy. Amen. And Marlene is uh, caring. She has baby Hope. How old's Hopi now? Two and a half. Uh, and Hopi was her daughter, Sarah. And Sarah went home to be with the Lord last May. So, boy, there's a lot happening in there. Amen. But here's something that's so supernatural. And it's, I, I can sense it. I, I, I absolutely sense it here. That the love of God that's been shed abroad in our heart is becoming more activated for one another. Amen? Amen? Well, thank you, Dennis. Praise God. Anybody else say amen? Tell your, look at your neighbor and say, I say amen on that. Hallelujah. Praise God. Open up your Bible, you would, this morning. Today, uh, today's message is going to be addressing something that is called changing our mindset. Changing our mindsets. <clears throat> you know, there's a saying that uh, if you want to have the same results that you've had up to date, you don't have to change anything. But if you want the results of, of, and the fruitfulness of your life to be different a year from now, we have to make changes today. Well, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I know the angels are shouting. Say amen. amen. Tell your neighbor, we got to change. <laughs> now, the changing that you and I do is not something of our own human effort. It's a, it's a decision and choice we have to make and we have to take action, but it's a transformation. It's positioning us to be being transformed is what the Word of God says. You know, as Carol said that too, that without the Word of God, there is no change. 
there's, we get older, there's change that way. <laughs> Amen. Hair starts moving to different places. I never thought I'd have to shave my ears, but what in the world is happening? Dear God. Amen. Mark chapter 4. And I'm going to get to that in a moment. Mark chapter 4, verse 23, if you'll get that ready. But I want to share a couple, speak a couple things to you about it as we prepare to enter into this place. And in order for you and I to have our mindset changed, there's a soberness that has to occur in our lives. We have said this many times in this house. There are many voices wanting to occupy your mind and your thinking. There are many things demanding and at least wanting your attention. There are things that are absolutely in your face. Circumstances, situations, right? Amen. Responsibilities. Man, they can talk loud. But there's a place, a wonderful place, where accused and condemned find mercy and grace. And it's at the cross of Jesus. Amen. So God reveals his intentions and purposes individually and through ministers. His Ephesians 4, 11 gifts. Pastor Tim was touching on this last week. The preaching and teaching of God's word through his Ephesians 4 gifts is number one, to equip the saints, you, for the work of ministry. Say, to equip me for the work of ministry. That's what the word says. Secondly, to edify, to build up the body of Christ individually and corporately. Amen? So Paul reveals to us by the Holy Ghost. Now, I just want to present something to you for a minute, a couple of truthful facts. Amen? From the scripture. In 2 Corinthians 5.20, Paul says, we are ambassadors for Christ. You are, as far as God's concerned, an ambassador for Christ. Amen? Thank you. Let's read this out loud together. Now then, come on, guys. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. That's every Christian. Every Christian is an ambassador for the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, again, you've heard this over and over and over, but faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, hearing truth. If God said it, that settles it. But you and I have a responsibility to choose life, choose death, choose yes, choose no, choose light and not darkness. Amen. We have a responsibility to hear and to obey or hear and reject. Come on. We need to reject. There's some things you've heard and what we've been hearing that we need to reject. I just, I was sharing this morning that there was a, a dear couple that had helped discipled us at the Jesus people <laughs> in 1974. They used to come to our house. They were our disciplers. Hallelujah. They were assigned by the pastor and they came once a week. Hallelujah. Told us things we liked, told us some things we didn't like. Amen. Amen. Like Carol was just sharing the other night, our pastor, when we were MIAs for two weeks, they were, I got, we got a phone call and we got a visit. Now you have to understand I'm just 24, 20, 23 at that point. I knew it all, you know, and I got saved, but I had a certain history of Sundays and it did not include the assembling with the saints. It was going to St. Mattress and a pillow. Amen. That's where I went. And now all of a sudden, I mean, I was on fire and then all of a sudden things came up. Well, it's all right to miss church. Yeah, it's not an, it's not a sin. Well, according to the Greek, sin means missing the mark. 
I missed the mark one Sunday. You know what happened? I missed the mark that Wednesday, the following Wednesday. And you know what happened? I missed that next Sunday. Eh, it's all right. We. Bring, bring. Hi. Uh, when you get that. Uh, hi, Pastor. <laughs> Pastor Carl. A black, young black Afro-American pastor with an all-white congregation. I'd like to come up and see you. <laughs> Just get that. You ever have that sinking feeling? Come on, guys. How about with your parents? And he said, and he's going to bring, oh, I'd like to come up with a couple of the elders of the church. And he comes. And they come. And we, we just, you know welcome them into the home and everything else. And he just kind of like was, have a cup of coffee or something, you know, a cup of coffee. And uh, he didn't cut to the, he just cut to the chase. He said, we need to talk. You've been missing. And he said, and I need to share some scripture with you. And in Hebrews, he just said, this is as young Christians. He said, of course, he took us to the place in Hebrews where it says, neglect not the assembling together as some have done. Amen? All the more as the day approaches. Do not neglect the assembling of yourselves together. And there were a couple other scriptures, and it was like, it's in the Word. <laughs> and I truly have been, we have been neglecting. Amen? So he would, yay, amen. Well, hallelujah. But you know what that was? When he left, I want to tell you something. When he left, I could, you, could have, you could have seen the steam coming out of my collar. I was so ticked. I was ticked. Like, who does he think he is? I'm, he's single. He's 27. I'm 24, 23, 24. We got three kids, and he's going to tell me I should be in church? Uh, four. So I was 74 or, or 74. I was, uh, 24. Yes, I know, but I'm just talking about my tick. You can talk about your tick. Okay. But I'm talking about us being corrected. Okay. Okay. Amen. I was ticked. And when all the dust settled down, we were both upset. And yet, through all the upsetness, this was going on by the Father. That's what it was. It was a loving, he didn't do anything wrong. Love picked up a phone and called us. Amen? Why? If you take a brand new baby in the natural and you're feeding it and all of a sudden you don't, that baby doesn't start eating, what happens? Paul says, as newborn babes long for the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. And the pastor had enough sense to say, if God's entrusted to you, to me, to care for you and to have oversight of your soul and to pray for you and to help you become the disciple you need to be, I need to touch you. <laughs> say that, say, go on, somebody say it. It's good shepherding. Amen. That's a good pastor, right? All right. Paul says that you are an ambassador for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. I want to ask you a question this morning. Is this a truthful statement? Answer. Please answer. I beg you to answer. Well, if this is truth, truth should transform us. Truth's purpose is to transform us into the same image of Jesus. Is that right? Come on. I want to say something to you. If you and I get hold of this, this verse, it's going to change your inner, the faith that you and I live in and operate in. Because in order to fulfill this, 
there's great requirement. I said there's great requirement. I'm not going to fulfill this by just being a smo, a Sunday morning only. Smos don't end up carrying this kind of authority. Now, again, an ambassador, according to the Webster's Dictionary, is the highest-ranking official sent from one nation to another. The highest you, Lisa Lou, are the highest-ranking official from planet heaven to planet earth, representing the Lord Jesus Christ. I ain't bad. What did I do to you? Made you think twice. <laughs> Hallelujah. I challenge you. Well, next week's the picnic. In two weeks, come to this meeting dressed like an ambassador. Come to the Sunday service dressed as you would think. Do some research. Do some research. Go on the website. You can YouTube this or you can Google search it. How do we ambassadors dress? I'm not trying to put us in a bondage. But let's have fun and do it one Sunday. How about two weeks? You and I come here into this place, into the sacred assembly, dressed as ambassadors of the Most High God. You know, there... Zig Ziglar and many of the people are very successful business people in the business world. They have books out, Dress for Success. Why? Because in their world, in their environment, the places of influence that has been entrusted to them, people don't talk to people in jeans. In the business world, amongst millionaires and billionaires, come on, you with me, guys? Are you with me? People don't talk to people that have, you know, that spend 50 bucks for clothes with holes in them. We used to do that with battery acid for free. <laughs> no, dress for success. Now, I'm, I'm going to talk about uh, a dressing today that's different than what you put on your outer appearance. You dress like an ambassador on the inside. And then it doesn't matter what you're wearing. Because you know what? When you and I have a greater revelation of who we are because of whose we are. And who we're called to be. Just at this level. This is just one verse. This is a verse of identity. And one thing the church is absolutely challenged on right now is your identity in Christ. And I'll tell you what, the world is getting darker. And the one thing that's being challenged in our lives through the media and all the fake news. Come on. What's being challenged? The authority of the Lord Jesus Christ and his ambassadors. I forget the dude's name, and I don't know why I always forget it. I come back to it, but the, an absolutely amazing statement. All that is necessary for evil to prevail is for good men to do nothing. No, there's another guy. It don't matter. George McGillicuddy, whatever his name was. No, but what a statement. Forget who did it. Say it with me. All that's necessary for evil to prevail is for good men and good women to do nothing. You and I are God's voice. The church of the Lord Jesus is God's voice in the earth. We're his representatives. Kingdom representatives. Hallelujah. Oh, Brother Ray, I need a ministry. Hey, it don't get no better than that. You and I were lost. 
and now we're found. We were in darkness and now made sons of light. Hallelujah. Amen. I love this. So I'm preaching today on this. And this is only the introduction. But the point is, in order for you to have a mindset that's changed, you have to hear what's being preached or taught. Not just with your physical ears. You need your spiritual ears to hear this. We need our spiritual ears to hear this. Amen. Oh, God. The you know, proverb says the Lord has created the hearing ear and the seeing eye. Well, which one is he talking about? Probably all of the above. The natural is a picture, a mirror of the spirit. You know, the five senses you have in the natural, you have in the spirit as well. You have spiritual sight. You have spiritual capability of hearing spiritually. Amen. Hallelujah. You have a spiritual smell. You have the ability to spiritually taste things. And you have the capability of spiritually touching things. Hallelujah. Jesus was touched with their infirmity. Touched with their importunity. And he, and he was moved with compassion. I'll tell you what, coming into this year, 2018, what was the word of the Lord? Do you remember? It's going to be a brand new year, 2018, of new beginnings and divine favor. Regardless of what goes on amongst us or around us, don't let go of it. Hallelujah. Yeah, we're, in, we're, we're pushing up to August now. Seven's the number of perfection. August is coming. Isn't that crazy? August hits and it's all of a sudden, uh, we're having August in July, it feels like. Huh? I'm like, blue sky, I know you're up there. Amen. I know you're up there at 35,000 feet, but it's very costly to hang out up there. <laughs> I got to sell books on with pictures of the sun. You may probably make a lot of money. So you are now an ambassador for Christ. I want to ask you a question today, and this is the the challenge for you and I. How are you hearing? What you're hearing? How are you hearing? What you're hearing today? Just this verse alone. Now then, you are an ambassador for Christ as a child of God. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Think about it. Sinner to saint. <laughs> Glory. How do you hear it? How do we hear it? This isn't ink put on a page to fill it up and make you and I feel good and guess goosebumps. It is absolute revelation of who you and I are to be on the planet. Listen, when you and I, well, we didn't have a choice to go to school, right? Hmm? Mom and dad, they... <laughs> Mm -hmm. First day, kindergarten. Well, we passed kindergarten. We started right off first grade, five years old. Hallelujah. And we, for us, it was in the nunnery. You know, in Roman Catholic school education, those nuns came in, and I tell you what, it was like. They carried an authority with them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They were married to God. They wore a ring on their index finger. They were married to God. These people are really holy. They're really close to God. Hallelujah. Amen. See, spot, run. See, spot, run. I mean, that's where it all began. (laughs) 
One and one is two. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on. Why? Why do we need an education? Because we're designed by God to be educated. You and I have been created. We have the capacity. Our, the very first thing you and I and capability you and I have as spirit beings is to receive knowledge. That's by God design. You and I are designed by God first and foremost to receive knowledge. That's how a spirit being works. It's a receptor of knowledge. I can prove it. But just take it, take it, take it as reality and truth right now. So anything and everything you and I feed ourselves is creating is knowledge coming into our teachable gates through our ear gate, our eye gate. Amen. Our sensory gate. You can smell things and learn things. Amen. So. How do I hear this verse? And this verse, I'll be quite honest with you. This verse uh, resonates on the inside of me occasionally. It's like the Holy Spirit just brings it back. That when you start drifting from your identity, it's like this verse comes back. Not in a harsh way or like a corrective way, but like in a hello <laughs> this is who you're called to be. I, I was so blessed this morning because of one thing I had the privilege to stand in a pulpit and say to you today as the beloved of God, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, the bride of Christ. Amen. Was this is that you are so Wonderful and so blessed. You don't realize the blessing you are in him. You and I carry a person and a message. It's not just a message. You carry Christ. You're his house for crying out loud. Hallelujah. <laughs> What did Paul Revere say? The British are coming. The British are coming. He was an alarm at midnight. Amen. Calling people to be ready. The enemy's coming. The enemy's coming. What does love do? Love protects. Come on. Say it with me. Love protects. Love gives. Love invests. Love corrects. Love directs. Doesn't it? It's the same thing in the spirit world. Jesus said about those. If you then. Being evil. Know how to give good things to your children. Why? It's just natural. It's a natural thing to care for the things you brought forth in life. Come on. How much more? Will Heavenly Father give the Holy Ghost to those who love him? Whew. Glory to God. That's a good time for you to agree. <laughs> How about this verse, Acts 1-8? Put it up there. Please. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Let's read it together, everybody. Please read it out loud. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me. In Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. How do we hear that? 
How do we hear that? Now, I'm going to personalize it, but you personalize it for you. Out of the lips of Jesus. Say, out of the lips of Jesus. But you, Ray Shannon, shall receive power, dunamis, when the Holy Spirit of God has come upon you, Ray. And you, Ray Shannon, shall be a witness to me. In Jerusalem, your home community. In Judea, your remote area. In Samaria, for us, North America. And to the othermost parts of the earth. You, Ray Shannon, shall be a witness. Whoa. That's a lot of responsibility, Lord. I really got to give thought now to what kind of witness I am. Are y'all here? But we're not a witness on our own strength. See, God's got this thing so awesomely figured out. Hey, listen. I know you can't do it, earthlings, by yourself. You can't earn salvation. You can't buy it. There's only one way to be a Christian, and that is to be born of Christ. So, I'm going to make salvation available for all humanity through the, my son, Jesus, is what the Father did. Amen? Through putting our faith and trust in him. What happens? Ezekiel said to him, I'm going to take out a stony heart and put in a heart of flesh. He was talking about the new birth. All of a sudden, that heart, boom, 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 that just was self-centered, boom, boom, that stony heart, boom, boom. Hurt, bruised, probably, and abused through the, a lot of different things. Boom, boom. Now, that heart's taken out and a heart of flesh is put in. Boom, boom. God so loved the world that he sent his only son to save me. And that I might become his witness and his ambassador to share the love of God with others. I'm born again to be this. I've become a son to help others become sons. See, God's going to, sh he's shifting something. He wants to shift something in our thinking. And it requires a transformation of our mindset. It's more, you can probably quote this. Quoting it, being able to quote it doesn't change you and I. Having it commit to memory is good, but that doesn't change you. There are people filling pulpits all across the world that aren't even saved and can quote Scripture. Come on. Do I believe this? My, the first step for me to be whom the word of God says I am is I must believe it. Not just acknowledge it. Not intellectually agree, you know, like, okay, God said it. That's a fact. That's good. Amen. Are you all with me? I, ha I have to put value on this. Say, I need to put value on the things I hear. So I have to, I'm asking you a question and myself a question today. How do we hear these truths? And I'm going to hit something right now, and we'll get to where we get today. Pick it up next week for that shorter service so we can get and go have a blast together. Well, I, I'm, I'm having a blast today in here. Amen? Me too, Brian. I want to ask you a question. Do we casually... Hear the preaching and teaching. I want you to think about it. Because we need, we need change in our lives, saints. There's a 
difference between being a believer and being a disciple. Let me point it out to you this way. Jesus is Savior. How many agree with that? How many don't agree? How many agree that Jesus is Savior? Let me see your hands. Amen. Okay. How many would agree that he is Lord? Careful. Many people have given their heart to Jesus and have gotten saved. And that's where their Christian experience stops. There's a difference between being Jesus being Savior, but when you say, Jesus, you are Lord of my life, that's a whole different thing in the playing field. Lord means master. Master of your life and my life. That means now I'm not only bought by the blood of the lamb, placed into the kingdom of God, made a saint of the Lord Jesus Christ and of the Father. But if I don't choose to be that disciple, where I'm looking at, I have the opportunity with the Holy Spirit's help to realize and recognize that there are Gethsemane. There's a garden in my life every day where I need to say, Father, not my will, but your will be done this day. Regardless of the responsibilities of life, that I order my steps. The Bible says the steps of the righteous are ordered of God. Do you know that you and I are involved on helping God's plan being worked out in our life? Amen. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. See, this is good. I love this venue because apparently you have heart. You have a heart to be this. You have a, you have a confidence apparently that God has set you here at this particular venue to be equipped. Amen. You need to be equipped with the whole counsel of the word of God. Amen. You don't know, just need the things that just Paul said, and we said it this morning. He said to Timothy, all scriptures, God breathed. All scriptures profitable for teaching. Say teaching. Say reproof. Say correction. <laughs> Say training in righteousness. Well, Father, I want the teaching and the training. Hallelujah. I'll take two of the four. Glory to God. But no, I need the correction. The word helps to correct me. Hallelujah. To correct what? I'm a new creation. What needs correcting? This. This needs a lot of correcting. Hallelujah. And you and I can make choices that we think we're right on time. We're right on target. But our compass might be off an eighth of a degree. Now, we may not recognize that our compass is off. That's why you need shepherds that, can, that you will embrace to speak in your life. I'm not talking about shepherding, legalism, bondage. I'm talking about people who love you and say, hey, God's given me a responsibility to help you be a full success. Amen. I can't force you to be a success, but hey, there's a detour. The bridge is out up ahead and there's no signs. But the Holy Spirit showed me there's a bridge out on your path. Stop. Don't go that way. Take an alternate direction. All scriptures breathed by God, profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, and training. For what reason? 
verse 17 says it, 2 Timothy. It says this, that the man and woman of God might be adequately equipped for every, furnished, furnished for every good work. Say, God in his mercy and his love and his knowledge knows that you and I, we need correcting. It's not a harsh thing. It's a good thing. Carol will tell you the story of how she made her first cake. Dear God, without her mother there, you had no recipe. She just did it by faith. (laughs) Actually, she did it all by imagination. (laughs) Amen. And you didn't want to eat that cake. Amen. You need to follow the plan. She needed guidance on how now her heart was right. Amen. She wanted the, her mom. What? She was in the hospital. I'm going to bake a cake for the family. I, I, I wanted to make a chocolate cake because that was her favorite. So I made it with Worcestershire sauce to make a pram. <laughs> Would you agree we need light? Don't we need teaching? Nine years old. But listen, listen, now at that point, listen, if you and I had to eat that cake, we would say, Carol, Carol, uh, I need to, we need to tweak this cake mix and stuff. Amen. Reproof isn't harsh unless our flesh is in control. When you and I have a heart like, Lord, you know the, you know the jingle in, for the army? Be all that you can be in the army. You know, God's saying to you and I, the Spirit of God's saying, be all that you can be in God's army. Hallelujah. But if you and I don't have the training on how to use the weapons God has equipped, you know, that need, God needs to take advance, to take to advance the kingdom? Come on. I'll give you a, and you've heard this before, but I'm going to say it again. My brother in 1967, 68, he enlisted into the army knowing that he would go to Vietnam. He's going through a lot of stuff, and he figured, I'm going to get drafted anyway, so I'm going to enlist. So he took the steps necessary to enlist in the Army. He was at Fort Dix getting trained for uh, basic training. I'm sorry, not basic training, wherever the Army goes for basic training, Fort June or somewhere. Then he saw some clips of actual pictures of the war in Vietnam. And he said, I'm not ready. At 18 years old, he said, I'm not ready for that. I need more training. So he asked and applied for AIT, Advanced Infantry Training. And he completed that at Fort Dix. And then he still had this thought. He said, you know, for that kind of warfare that's there, I'm not ready. He went Airborne Ranger. He said, I need more training. I'm going to the Rangers, School of the Rangers. He was trained an airborne ranger. That's pretty, that's going up the ladder for your training. Rangers are pretty bad dudes. He said, for what I saw, that ain't enough for me. He went Green Beret. And Green Beret's training, he learned the art of every type of warfare without weapons, how to become a weapon yourself. Come on. Come on. You may not have the physical weapons of the world, but they, Vince would understand this a little bit. He had some martial arts training. That you become a weapon a lethal weapon against the enemy. At 
the beginning stage of young men and women going into battle now in the wars. They're usually around 18, 19. And they go through basic training, and then they're deployed. Say deployed. So you and I, we're the family of God. We're the bride of Christ, but we're also the army of God. With the deaths that have happened over this past year of precious people that we love, There's a, a boiling on the inside. My bride, she was tough to live with the past couple of days because there's a righteous anger on the inside of her. Like, what is going on? What is the church doing? The church that prays and knows how to deal with spiritual forces can intervene and begin to change the climate and the atmosphere, the influence and the power of the air, that the demon power can be pushed back and ground redeemed in the, in the influence, listen, the arena of what is affecting people's souls. You and I have been given something by God Almighty to be these witnesses, to be ambassadors, to have influence. Say influence. John Maxwell is a great teacher on, on leadership, and he said, you want me to define leadership? Leadership is influence. At whatever level it is. You with me? I hope this is helping you. So I'm going to put Christianity falls into two categories in this day and this hour. Where we at time wise? Oh my gosh, I got to end. <sighs> Write this down. There's two types of Christians in the earth right now. I can back it up on several ways. And there is the first group that I'm going to say is this, casual Christianity. Say casual. Casual Christianity. That's one expression of, of Christians in the earth right now across the globe. The other expression of Christianity is kingdom Christianity. Say kingdom. Kingdom Christianity. That is not a casual mindset at all. It is an alert mindset. It's a sober mindset. It's understanding that I have been bought with a price. I am no longer my own. I belong to the King of kings and Lord of lords. Jesus is my Savior, but he is also my Lord. He is the word made flesh that, and dwelt among us. The word that was made flesh and lives in Bagel inside of me was anointed by the Holy Ghost when he came out of the waters of baptism. The Spirit of God came on him and the Spirit comes upon us the same way to be witnesses of the Father's kingdom. What did Jesus bring into people's lives? He brought the kingdom of heaven into their lives. And you and I are called to be that same kind of Christian. If you, if you, you know, l listen, the devil wants to keep you and I from, he wants to try to hinder us from becoming kingdom Christians. He wants you and I to, to let go and to be casual on our Christianity. Now, listen, I'll, I'm, I'll, let me just, if I can say it this way. Ca casual Christians, and you know some. I hope you're not one. Casual Christians could be characterized as those who do their duty and then go home and live their lives according to what they deem is good for them. And they are not looking for the king's coming. Come on, anybody? I'm not saying that to, to be critical of Christians. I'm just saying there are choices that need to be made. The king is coming. Jesus is returning. And he asked a question in Luke 18 with the parable of the virgins. He said there were ten virgins. There were five wise and five foolish. The five wise are kingdom Christians. The five foolish are casual. Five wise are looking for the bridegroom's coming. The five foolish are not. Oh, Jesus is, 
you know, his coming's not coming yet. We're cool. We're cool. We got time. The Bible says to you and I this. I want to just hit you with a volume of water right now in the spirit. The Bible says you and I should live right now like he's coming today. That needs to be a mindset. That's a mindset. Jesus, you could come today. How do you want me to live? How do you want me to conduct my affairs? How do you want me to steward my, my time here on earth? People are saying, I don't have time. It's your fault. It's not time's fault. It's your fault. Yours, 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 mine, whatever. The Bible says redeem time. You master it. You take all the time. You begin to put time down. You allot time in the day. You make that choice in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm going to be fruitful. This time is going to be allotted to this, that, and the other thing. You become a good house manager. You be a steward of the kingdom. Hallelujah. Listen, I'm preaching to myself here. I ain't just preaching to you. There are positive things about these iPhones and all that. They have the calendars. You can put in the stuff you need to do for reminders, especially after you cross 60. You've got to help remind yourself. Kingdom Christians, I'll close here. Kingdom Christians, number one, are looking for the bridegroom's coming and yet occupying while waiting. Kingdom Christians are looking for the bridegroom's coming. Jesus is coming soon. You know, that kept the church on edge. That kept the church on edge when the gospel was being preached. They would say that. Remember somebody was just saying recently, at, I think at the forum, they... they they would greet one another and say, Maranatha. And Maranatha meant the king's coming. And the Jesus people, we said that all the time. Maranatha. Maranatha. The king is coming. Come, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. You know what it did? It did. It kept you sharp. Every day you woke up and then shades opened up. Come on. Your eyelids are your shades. Hallelujah. When them shades come up in the morning, glory to God, you have a kingdom mindset. To live as Christ, to die as gain. I am not my own. I've been bought with a price. Say it. Speak it. Speak it. And it'll start to happen. Job said in Job 2.28, decree a thing and it will be established. I was looking at something I wrote in my Bible and I've been transferring it from Bible to Bible. And I used to say this daily and I got out of it. And I said to the Holy Spirit this morning, I said, Lord, to Jesus, I said, Lord, I am sorry. I let this slip and I'm getting it back in my vernacular. I'm getting it back on my confession of faith. Psalm 69, 9, John 2, 17. Jesus said, because zeal for your house has consumed me. What made Jesus stand out? He had a love relationship with God Almighty, and he said, and he had this kingdom mentality. Zeal for your house, Father, is consuming me. And one other translation says, zeal for your house is eating me up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, that's good. That's a good verse to memorize, don't you think? How about this one? John four thirty four. Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of the Father. The will of him who sent me and finish his work. How about getting that in your promise box? My food. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and finish his work. How many in here are, how many in here are disciples of Jesus? Then let that, let that become part of your confession. I tell you what, I remember when I did that regularly, daily, I was more alert of my Christianity. I was more alert of my Christian responsibilities. I was pricked by the word. I was guided by the word. I began to believe what Jesus said about himself. Now, if I'm a follower of Christ, that means walking in his footsteps. If Jesus said that, I can say it. Ha! Well, hallelujah. Praise God. 
Kingdom Christians, A, number one, are looking for the bridegroom's coming. Two, kingdom Christians are passionate and worship prayer and the word. Say passionate. And, and worship prayer and the word. Thirdly, Christians, kingdom Christians, are active laborers in the church and the harvest. Your service, your Christian service in the local church is a testimony. It's a witness that your heart's been changed. It's a witness of the love of God. When you and I serve one another, it's a witness. It's a testimony that the love of God's been shed abroad in my heart, and I prefer you over me. Well, glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then I'm also a laborer in the harvest. What did this commission say? That you and I have the capability as sons and daughters of God to touch the entire earth. Maybe our feet won't be there, but we have the power to send those who we believe in and are willing to go that we can help them accomplish it. And we still get part of the reward. Hallelujah. So, how do you and I hear what's either preached or taught? For as you hear these things and meditate on them and meditate on them and meditate on them, you'll become more convinced and become that viable vessel I need. So, so allow me to open your spiritual eyes to see in the truths of Scripture, yes, and to be able to speak those things that are not as though they are because they will be. Because my desire is to conform you into my image. Tahe namasha. No more. Shavasa. Glory. Chikahemu. No more. Chinemahopa. Chipa. Chikamacha. Chikamacha. Hepatiata. Shova. Shova say. China. So no more have a casual attitude towards a Christian lifestyle. Don't yawn, as my servant has said in times past. So from this day forward, have a resolve. From this day forward, make that choice. From this day forward, decide that you're going to love me with all your heart. And yes, choose me over yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please stand. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Lord, we love you so much. We worship you. Yeah, come on. Let's just worship him. He loves you and I so much, beloved. Hallelujah. He wants to transform you from glory to glory. He wants to transform us into his glorious image. That the same way he walked on the earth, you and I will walk. And by faith, I decree it. Father, that we as your, we wouldn't just be believers that we in this house choose to be believers, but disciples of the lamb. Father, that in this year of new beginnings and divine favor, that we will be transformed and conformed into the image of your son. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for helping us and for being faithful to remind us to hear these things with great value and with great responsibility. That you didn't leave us alone. You didn't, Jesus, you said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans, but Lord, you gave us Holy Spirit, God the Spirit, to live in us, to guide us, to teach us. So, Lord, may our lives from this day forward begin to be more fruitful, more determined, more fulfilling, and more fulfilled in the mighty name of Jesus. 
Amen. 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 Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you for truth that equips us. We worship you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We receive it with joy. We receive this with joy, Lord. Changing us, transforming us. The power that's in your word. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I just want to take a moment just to thank everybody that had contributed and blessing Cindy and her family with the desserts that that you gave. And for the prayer. And and those that were able to go and just support. And um, I want us to just take a moment just to pray. I want to pray for Cindy. And I want, I want Holy Ghost women to get around Cindy right now and just lay your hands on her. We're going to pray a prayer to... I'm going to pray a prayer. Come on, I'm asking for Holy Ghost women. Don't just stand. This is what we're talking about, church. Let's respond swiftly, quickly. Hallelujah. We're going to surround her with prayer, a supernatural ministry that will absolutely protect her, sustain her, strengthen her, and that God is going to breathe something very powerful that is new in her life that is going to uphold her and carry her with a divine message to help others. That out of all of this, that there is something so powerful that kingdom of God has for Cindy. And so, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we ask for your anointing and your grace, Father, to be poured into her right now. Your divine grace, which sustains her, keeps her, empowers her, and influences her thoughts and her soul. That the power that's in the kingdom of God, the power that's in the name of Jesus, the power that's in the baptism of the Holy Ghost would flood her right now from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. This power that empowers her to carry out the fullness of her days, to carry out a message that is divine and given by the orders of Father himself, to Cindy. And so, Father, we ask this and we surround her in the name of Jesus for the comfort and strength for her remainder and every step that she takes, the remainder of all of our days here on this earth till you come back, Jesus, that you are giving her this gift right now in Jesus' mighty name. A peace beyond any words, a supernatural peace that goes beyond every word that cannot be expressed. A peace that keeps her and keeps her sound. A joy that is not able to be expressed in words. A refreshing presence of the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost and tongues tongues beyond the language of our knowledge that will build her spirit man up. A language of heaven that will keep her. Thank you, Father, for your love that covers and protects her and her family, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. And we plead the blood of Jesus Christ over her house and renders the powers of darkness Null and void of any plans and schemes in Jesus' mighty name. That the angels of God encamp about her house and around her family and are a shield of the glory of God around this house in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you, Lord. Lord, as your word said to us, that you 
Your word says that you're a wall of fire around Jerusalem and the glory in the midst. Be that wall of fire around Cindy and her family of divine protection and the glory in the midst of their family. In Jesus' precious name, that the destiny of all those that are a part of her family would be fulfilled according to your plan and your purpose in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Praise God. Amen. While you guys are all standing there, I just want to say one thing, and my husband's not going to say it, but we went to the cardiologist and we saw him, and they have chosen to do a catheterization, um, and well, that'll be scheduled on uh, tomorrow. Uh, we're not sure. We're For I hope it's this week. Get it done. Get it over with. Yeah, me. Let's get it done. Get it over with. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and and everything is too much in the gray area. So he is going to go through that process to make sure everything is okay. If he needs the stent, they'll have a stent put in. If not, they'll take another uh, way of, you know, taking care of things. So... Uh, that's a that's a good thing to have this done. This is what we were talking about, um, or praying about. I shouldn't say talking about, praying about. I call it a nurse suit repair. Yeah, it's just nurse suit repair, but we know he's healed in Jesus' name. Amen. So keep your pastor in prayer, okay, and we'll keep you posted. Okay, glory to God. And we'll see you tomorrow night. Monday is prayer. Wednesday is midweek. All right, glory. God bless you. Ha, ha, ha.